<laughs> what? Oh, I pretend moody, Paul. Now. No, I just want to know what you're laughing at. You. Why? Because when you... <laughs> what? When you stare into the middle. <laughs> like with a little forlorn... Forlorn Hello, ghost. Welcome of... to Cheap Show. My name is Paul Gannon, and this is a podcast all about living the best life you can with the least amount of money in your pocket. It's not, though, is it's it? It's not, really. No. It's just two mucky boys being dirty. Um, here we are in the House of Pickles today, Paul. Uh, welcome back. Uh, thank you. It's been a while since we've been in the HOP. And, uh, whoa, it's ripe today. <sighs> it's very ripe today. Today is a, a bit of a dog day afternoon in some respects. What do you mean? It? What does that mean? You don't know what that means. Dog day afternoon. I don't know. <laughs> I thought it sounded right in my head, but then it yeah. came out and it was like, you know, that's a film about a man who holds up a bank to pay for a sex change for his partner. Yes. Or his friend. Good film. Yeah, very good film. But I was like then, sorry, so engineer it backwards, Paul. How does that relate to what you're saying? Because it's a humid room. I think it's just a reference that he makes to some work of literature or something in the film. I don't know. Anyway, it's the, the economy- dog days of summer. That's Shakespeare. Mad Why? dogs and Englishmen go out in the midday sun. Welcome to Cheap Show. <laughs> no. <laughs> what? No. No, it wasn't good enough. None All of right. this was good enough. Let's start again. The banter's at a low point. Let's start again. Hello, Paul. No, let's start again. No, let's not. Let's start again. No. Come on, I'll do a run up. All right. Hello, Paul. No, 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 no. You said let's do a run up, not hold your head away from the microphone <laughs> and go fa 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 fa. I don't was... know what that meant. You it... could have done this. Could have done this. I'll, I'll take a run up, Paul. <laughs> Hello, everyone. That's, See, that's that so lame. It. it was better than your woof, 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 what about woof. This? Go on. <laughs> Stop going fof, fof, fof. And leaning back. Mike technique, my friend. Anyway. What's coming up on the show today, No, we Paul? haven't done the intro. This is the cold open still, officially speaking. Um, hello, welcome to Cheap Show. It's the economy comedy podcast where we go through the bargain bins, the charity shops, the thrift stores, the basement bargain alleys. <laughs> the... <laughs> the basement bargain alley? Yeah. Jumble sales. That's, a, that's a, like an urban, urban uh, market. Goodwill. That doesn't exist. It does. Goodwill is not charity. Is it not? No, it's a corporation. Welcome to Cheap Show. <laughs> I hate you and your fucking noodle posse. People love noodles, right? It's a fact of Cheap Show you're going to have to fucking accept. Noodle time. Tells from the dance floor. We're doing something a little bit different, aren't we, this week, Mr. Silverman? I don't know. What are we doing this week? Well, sometimes we have so much platter, we don't know what to do with it. And so today we thought we'd expunge some of the backlog of platter in our system and uh, just make an episode all about the weird and wonderful vinyl that we find along our way in charity shop hunting. Are you saying there's been a build-up of 
platter in the colon of Cheap Show. Yeah. And it's uh, impacted a little our bit colon. Impacted, so yeah. we're going to die like Elvis on the loo. No. If we don't expunge. Did you just say expunge? Did I, no, I think you said expunge. No, I said expunge. Expunge. Good word, anyway. Thank you. Uh, expunge uh, this dirty, compacted platter block. Yeah, with what? A nice bit of a diarrhea medicine to help loosen up all that vinyl goodness laxative. and get it laxative. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah. Lax. So we're going to be an oral laxative today as we pour through your ears via your brain and out your bum and out your bum full of music. There you go. That's not good. It's not Let's good. Let's do start the whole thing again. Welcome to Cheap Show. Welcome. I'm Paul Gannon. I'm Eli Silverman. And this is a, the Economy Comedy Podcast, where me and Eli go for the bargain bins, the charity shops, the power lands, the discount stores of Great Britain. Good. And deliver some of the treasure we find amongst that trash. And today we have a platter special. It's all not all charity shop bought, Paul, but most of it's second hand. Well, let's get this show started. Welcome to Cheap Show. I'll go and I nuzzle. So yeah, we thought we'd do a music special. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the show. So, um, where do we start? I don't know. Oh, well, I know from a previous episode, a lot of people were hoping, yearning, Eli, yearning, hoping, praying, yearning, yes, needing, needing a follow-up to your Moog first entry. My first entry on the Moog? Yeah. Well... I won't promise Moog today, Paul, but it's very synthesizing my selection. You today. said to me Moog, and I've told well, the people Moog's Moog. Well, a very narrow definition, isn't it? Is it? Firstly, it's a Moog. Okay. Well, he said he wasn't bothered. Did he say he wasn't bothered? He went, I can't be fucked. <laughs> Bob Moog. He yeah. counted his money in his bank account. I went, you can call me anything you like. Bob Moog. Og. Um, Moog. I was reading a bit about the origin of the Moog synthesizer, yes. and he was there was another guy, the Buchler Box. Have you heard of this? Buchler Box, which was a, a sort of very early synth that competed with the Moog, but didn't have a. Um, what makes a Moog different from a, the regular synth? Uh, you know nothing. You're a liar. Nothing. You're a liar. It was the first synth. Oh, was it? Yes. So the Buchler Box. A lot of it just came out of electronics. Right. And the Buchla Box didn't have a keyboard. What Moog wanted to do was make a playable electronic instrument. So there was all dials and knobs. Yes, and just dials and knobs and yeah. just a tone, you know, that you just did your knob on. Sorry? Did you knob You did your knob on tone. I do a knob on a tone. <laughs> Six <laughs> minutes in, ladies uh, and gentlemen. And, uh, I'm sweating. It's a like, sweaty day today. I have poison pouring from my forehead. Yeah. Oh, I've got to tell some of the... Um, the dance floor. Ah. I was DJing the other day. No, you were And this woman came up to me and she just chatted me up. And uh, <laughs> I was all for it. And then, <laughs> and then uh, she said she was married. And I went, oh, warning signs. She, divorce. no, divorced. Uh, this is my story. What it's do you know about story. it? It's not your story. It's my right. story. Okay. So then I went to the bathroom. And I had to vomit and shit at the same time. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know about you, ladies and gentlemen, but you may be guessing, Paul, that's not your story, is <laughs> that's it? That's not your story. It's Eli's story, isn't it? All right, you forced me to say it then, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go on, do it. Uh, DJing, all right? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, this woman sort of <laughs> coming on to me. Before the show, I'm not telling you this on it. <laughs> I'm just not going to tell you on the podcast. She's kind of coming on to me, you know. How do you know? Nice. In what way was she, she coming was on to you? kissing me. Really? Yes. So you're sitting there, headphone on, getting ready, and she's leaning in and going, just on the forehead? It was on the cheek. On the cheek. She kept now, hugging and kissing me. All right. And you were like, ugh, get off. No, I wasn't. I was... Uh, yeah? 
You go, I was Ooh. very drunk. Oh, um, so, hashtag me too. Uh, it's going to get no, like that. No, it wasn't like that at all. And then she kept bringing her divorce up. Which is it, always a good chat yeah. up line. And then I had to go to the loop with some urgency. <laughs> and <laughs> I I had a little vom vom. But I realised as I was, you know, about to hurl that there was pressure at the other ends. end as well. <laughs> and uh, you felt a wet. Sensation. I needed. It was emergency time. Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna. I needed to get on the bog. Yeah. But unfortunately, I was vomiting and shitting at the same time. Well, here's the thing: in that situation, what do you rank more important in terms of cleanup? You can only give. You don't. One. You want to get the shit in the loo. Yeah. You'd rather be sick on the floor I mean, than yeah. sick in the toilet and poo on the floor. Yeah. I think but that would be a disaster. I think that would that... be a, a sort of career-ending disaster. If I came out with ah. Uh, Shout on the floor. <laughs> like, yeah, we're you not, I mean? like, not going to bring you yeah, back next it'd week. Be like, it'd be a big you embarrassment. Know. Yeah, And so, also, it's worse to clean up when you think about I it. I got my orifice uh, priorities right in the spur of the moment. and uh, <laughs> But horrible, yeah. And then yeah, I came terrible. and I thought, oh, God, I hope she doesn't try and kiss me now because I'm covered in vom. <laughs> <laughs> Shitty ass. <laughs> and uh, she'd gone. Oh, it was just lucky. In an Uber. Yeah. Someone put her in a Probably because she was waiting by the DJ booth and all they could hear from the <laughs> over the sound of the music still playing as you go, Frogo! 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 Yeah, it was. It wasn't a great moment, Paul. I'm glad you've brought it up. For and she went, Uber? Yeah, there was no music. It was probably just the sound of me uh, <laughs> expunging, growling out of both ends. Well, that's tales from the dance floor <laughs> out of the way. Let's crack on with the rest of the show. Eli, let's talk about Moog. Okay. And we did, but then I interrupted. So Moog synthesized playable sounds. Yes. yes the first one, basically. But there was a guy called Buchler who had his Buchler box. But he came much more from um, a uh, sort of experimental background. So It's kind of went- like the Radiophonic Workshop. Yeah, yeah, but much more sort of the art scene. There was the Tape Centre, which was a uh, sort of avant-garde art uh, collective in, oh. in um, California. Oh, and there what was did people they do? doing experimentations with tape, which is what the Radiophonic Orchestra uh, workshop did. Yeah, it used tape loops. Okay, and uh, there, there's a famous type of synthesizer called a Mellotron. Oh, I know the Mellotron, which uses tape loops. Is that um, the one they use in Telstar? Uh, I believe so. It's yeah. very early. It's before, it's before synthesizer. Yeah. And Mellotron can be beautiful. Except when you try and do an impression of it and you just sound like a cat. Go on. No, I just did it. Is it Bicky? Is Bicky back on the I'm show? Mickey. I'm about to You're Mickey. My... Bicky's. All right. Meow. I'm Bicky's. <laughs> you, I, Bicky, you were. And he's, he's creeping my, me out. He's my latest son. <laughs> You're creeping me out. Meow, meow, meow. Bicky, could you? Meow, 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 Bicky. meow. Bicky. Yeah. Come over here. I've, uh, I've got some chum. Do you like chum? Caesar. Oh, what, do you like, uh, Isn't that a do you dog like nibbles? Food? Do you like nibbles? That's a dark food. No, no, these, these are Caesar's nibbles. Caesar nibbles. Meow. Right? I've inserted it into my... Meow. <laughs> <laughs> Into yeah. my into my meters, <laughs> uh, and uh, fancy a treat. <laughs> oh, Bicky, you're making me feel so good, but so shame- shameful. Mm. Charlie says, 
Don't oh. eat Bickies from your meters. Meow. Oh, Bickies having a nibble at my meters. All right, <laughs> now you can go. Meow, Bicky just had a full day. <laughs> right, oh. Moog. <laughs> uh, yeah, so yeah, my selections today, Paul, I'm not, I can't guarantee 100% that they all contain all right. Moog, but they do contain synthesizer. Good, well, let's start. What do you want to start with? Oh, I'm starting, am I? Yeah, I thought we'd start with the Moog. We're leading with the Moog, because that's le- what people were crying out for. Play the Moog, okay. Hit the Moog! Well, as a deceased ex-member of Cheap Show, <laughs> used to say. Now, Moog uh, was very much associated with easy listening. There was a whole... And the character genre from of the Wisp. Really? Yeah, that sausage thing. He's called Moog, isn't Moog, he? Moog, yeah. Does he make a Moog noise when I he comes on? I don't believe he does. No. It's just the same name. It's just the name. Although, as far as we know, he might have been called Moog. Uh, there's a whole genre of records uh, which uh, arose, late 60s, early 70s, Yeah, where they did easy listening, they did Moog interpretations of things, didn't was, they? Was Moog, like, mainstream ever? Or well, was in that it... way, it was. It was like, you know, uh, Moog versions of, like, uh, easy listening tunes, basically, Moog wasn't it? turn up a lot in charity shops. Not as much as a Barry Manilow no. or a... You know, a top of the pops thing. Yeah, it's it's there's a big crossover with easy listening, and I love those kind of records. And our first choice today has to be the hypothesis of uh, easy listening meets Moog, right? Because okay. it is the tune. Uh, this is off an LP I picked up called Moog Espana. Okay, so what is this? Is this different Moog playing or bands like a compilation album? No, it's all just Moog versions of Spanish tunes. Okay, uh, so you've got. They're all arranged and conducted by Sid Bass and produced by Andy Wiswell. You've got a bullfighter on the back, Andy Wiswell. <laughs> he whizzes well. Yeah, I just like the name Wiswell. Sounds like a Harry Potter character. I like the name Harmin de Batty. <laughs> okay, well, let's move on. Um, and so this is not really a Spanish tune. No. But it is Spanish Flea, which is what got to be one of the biggest easy listening records of all time. It is. You know when they do like comedy hard cuts to like quieter scenes in comedy movies or action films like there's an explosion it cuts them in a lift a bit time later and it's always yeah because it's that muzak thing yeah it's uh, it's it's shorthand for muzak yeah but it is an actual song yeah so let's listen to this version of spanish flea pretty moogie isn't it because that song is like really cheesy and silly and it, it kind of always brings a smile to your face and the moog kind of just 
brings out the it silliness of it. That's what I mean. This is it's it's a marriage made in heaven, isn't it's it? Easy listening with the Moog, and it's a great Full love. Tilt. It's a great love making sock. You can have really quite passionate sex to that. Now, the most uh, I think the most famous Imagine version that. of what having passionate sex to that version of Spanish Flea. Why would that? Be good. No, 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 no. Oh, she's gone. She's gone. She was never there. She was never there. Yeah, but the the most famous version of Spanish Flea is Herp Alberts. Herp Alberts. That's the one that. Why do I keep thinking Quincy Jones? It's not though, is it? Quincy Jones didn't do a version of that. No, but Quincy Jones was on Herp Alberts' label A and M. Oh, did he do the Elephant Walk? Du, 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 du. Oh, that's the Adams Family theme. No, the Monsters theme I was singing then. I've got a Scar version of that. I bet that's good. That's yeah. not Quincy Jones. No, Alton Ellis' Scar version of it. Okay, but that's not what we're talking about, is it? We're talking about all those kind of songs, isn't it? Like, Easy listening instrumental, I think, yeah. is the genre you'd say. But the Spanish Flea is definitely one of the most recognisable ones. But mainly, like you say, because it's used as a shorthand for sort of... Uh, Muzak or okay. Of, yeah. So this album here is it Moog one Spania. band doing all the tracks? Yeah, it's all this guy. Oh, it's one guy. Sid Bass. Oh, okay. Sid Arranged Bass. Conducted by Sid Bass. And is he Spanish? No, no, he's not. What is he? F- and you know what? Where's Sid Bass from? Spanish Flea isn't Spanish. Either, no, I know that. There are some actual uh, Spanish tunes on it. Isn't Sp- Spanish oh. Canny, Playera, Granada, Mantilla, Mama Inez, Baby, that's where we go. Malagueña. Tiago Malaguena. Montego. The peanut vendor. Oh. I wonder if he, where he vends them from. Out of his meters. <laughs> <laughs> well, every morning that man wakes up and he loads goes, his car. Oh, Mios. Mio oh, Dios. here we go. Jesus God. <laughs> oh, oh, I just have to nudge this peanut out my meters down the urethra. Plop. Hello. <laughs> There's a peanut for you. Well, we don't think you're quite right for the role, Mr. Silverman, but thank you for coming in. Oh. Oh, you know what? I like the idea of a man waking up every morning before he goes to work and he takes a bowl of peanuts and like filling a gun clip full of bullets, he just pops a peanut into his dick. <laughs> He'd be dead. He'd have infections. Yeah. It's, oh, you, yeah. Know what it, you know what it made me start thinking about? And then he fires them out like my... an elephant fires peanuts out. <laughs> Do you know what this has made me think about? Go on. That infected horse cock ball. It's like oh, a waxy your favourite memory. It's a waxy ball. Yeah. Moving on. Oh, we are moving on. Okay, yeah. I would give that out of five a nice hearty 3.8. I'll go for a four there, yeah. Now, we covered in the first Moog episode, we covered Walter Carlos, Wendy Carlos. Yeah, so Walter Carlos originally, and then change, uh, changed gender and became Wendy. Certainly but still did. dealt in the same music genre. Yes, continued as a musician. So when you're looking for the artist then online, I presume it's all under the same title. It's uh yeah, cuz what did we what did you say we were list, we first listened to on Cheap Show of, of hers? Uh from this Walter Carlos by request is the name of this LP. Okay, so that's the name of the LP and that's where Delilah came from when we played it last yes. on the show. All right. That what's new Pussycat, not Delilah. I'm looking what's at the back new now. Pussycat? That's which is right. that deranged version of yeah. what's new, new Pussycat. It does sound like a nightmare version yeah, of the track. It's all sort of distorted and wonky. Yeah, you know? uh, I don't know. But uh, this one is actually really nice, and I think really fits the uh, the composition. It's a version of uh, Eleanor Rigby. Oh yeah, let's play a little bit of that before uh, the copyright bans this episode. <laughs> 
it's a lovely version it, of it. It fits it, doesn't but it? What I think I was going to say to you, Wendy Carlos' say to... famous, most famous stuff would probably be the soundtrack for. Is Wendy still alive? She's still making. I think work. she is. Yeah. I no, I think she died a few years ago. Oh, okay. I don't know. We should do research. Yeah, let's have a look. Where's my phone? Uh, but she's most famous for the uh, music from uh, Kubrick's Clockwork Orange. Oh, really? Yes. I thought that was like Vangelis or Tangerine Dream. No, it's her. Oh, I'm just looking up Wendy Carlos now so we can give you the accurate information only on And by Cheap the way, Show. Derek's dead, everyone. No, we know all that. We, 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 had did a few, we know that? We've had a few complaints about the quality of that Derek story. And fair enough, it wasn't the greatest well, audio, in terms but we of did the story or the, the audio, audio. <laughs> like the listening to <laughs> well, it. Come on. If someone's complaining about their story, they don't know what's you know what they're in for, do they? No, true. But at this point I think it was just the audio quality in general. And it's tricky. You know, we did our best, but we are gonna do a one last episode with Derek. We're gonna tie it all up. We're gonna get a biog, we're gonna read that news article that was in that newspaper. It was, we, amusing. We, it was amusing. So yeah. we're gonna go through all that. We're gonna tap our hat. To Derek one last time, sometime before the 150th you don't tap episode. Your hat. Shut up. Just, just shut up. Imagine you saw someone tapping their hat. You'd think they were nuts. Well, no, tap your hat. Tip your hat. You can do both. <laughs> you don't, just saying something over and over again doesn't make it a legitimate phrase. Wendy Carlos is still alive. Oh, sorry, Wendy. 79 lives in Portucket, Rhode Island. Okay. Came to prominence with Switched On Bach in 1968. Is that the one you've got there? No, this is Walter Carlos by request. Okay. So but she's it called... does have Bach. Bach, Bacharach, the Beatles. Beatles. So it's a bit of everything. Yeah. Okay. Uh, did the scores for Clockwork Orange and The Shining also Tron? I don't the believe Tron she did. The Tron soundtracks is fucking amazing. Did she do The, the Shining? I don't think she did. What it says is this... The Shining here. Is this Wikipedia? Yeah. Uh, I don't think that's correct. Well, look, what do you want me to say? Look up The Shining. Oh, yeah, all right, I'll look up The Bloody Shining. Why would it lie to me? Music by Wendy Carlos and Rachel Elkin. Okay. Anyhow. <laughs> so, you know, a prolific career. But I do think it kind of fits. Eleanor Rigby kind of fits with that. Yeah. That that Moog style. And uh, do you know the story about that song? No. That Paul McCartney said uh, that uh, he just thought of the name. But there's a graveyard. Oh, yeah. Near where he lived, grew up. And there's a gravestone with Eleanor Rigby on it. Yeah. Because apparently he also is going through past a shop. Because he knew it was going to be Eleanor. Rigby's, but he didn't yeah. know it was going to be uh, yeah Rigby. So yeah. it came. But, you know, it might have been that he was watching Rising Damp. That's called Rigby, isn't he, in that? Yeah, but the Eleanor bit, you know. that's the Eleanor, bit. maybe like the haunting. Main now. Character, and that's called Eleanor. Talking of great singers. No. Are we finished talking about Wendy Walter Carlos? Yeah, that's, that's it, yeah. Okay, great. That was good. I would. I like that one a lot because, as I think I said to you, weirdly, that track at points reminds me of The Exorcist, and it gives that song a kind of eerie tone. Well, to it's it. quite. It's quite a, a sort of because when melancholy you, song, isn't cause it? Because when you drop the strings and you add the moog bit to it, it sounds more like The Exorcist. You know that by is that by that is Mike Oldfield. Oldfield. Yeah. Tubular bells. Tubular isn't bells. It? And. That's all he's ever done. Chubbly Bells 3, Chubbly Bells 4, Chubbly Bells 5, Chubbly Bells 6, Chubbly Bells 7, Chubbly Bells 9, Chubbly Bells 10, Chubbly Bells, Chubbly Bells, Chubbly Bells 11, Dup, Dup, Dibby, Dibby, Bip, Bip, Chubbly, Dup, Dup, Dibby, Dibby, Dip, Dip, Bells. Good, I'll give that one a nice four out of five. Okay, now here's Demi Roussos. Demi Roussos. Now, you were desperate to put this track into the Demi Roussos. Semi- Rusos. Semi Rusos. Semi saucy. Oh now, he's well known for wearing tents. Not dead. And being on TV. He was in what a was band it? with Van Gellis. 
Okay. Oh. Vangelis, one of the big names in keyboard synthesizer music. Literally and figuratively. Um, and he was in a group called Aphrodite's Child with Vangelis, uh, a Greek psych rock band. Yeah. Psychedelic rock. And then they worked together in the early 70s and they produced this album, Demi, Demi Roussos Magic. He looks which like has Matt a- Berry. <laughs> yeah, he does <laughs> you a lot. You know what I mean? does a lot. And it has a, a delightful gatefold yeah. illustration, which is a... Please describe the gatefold because it reeks what, of ego. What's that famous... That famous... It's the Sistine Chapel, isn't it? Where Michelangelo. Michael giving... The knowledge fingertip thing. The God giving... Yeah. It's part, the, the man half of that, or the God half or something. Yeah. But it's got Demis's uh, beardy face. And it look, <laughs> he he's is got God. that real look like he's pushing out an uncomfortable poo-poo, doesn't he? Yeah. Look at that look on his face. Oh! Wait, what's this? Demis. But... He was, he had some real cheesy hits in Britain in the 70s. Right. Because there was that whole thing, um, that whole sort of cultural phenomenon of women like being, going on package holidays to Greece and those type of places and being swept off their feet by the local Lothario. Do you know what I mean? He kind of represented that. The exotic sort of uh, macho exotic Like the kind of, um, what's that film? Uh, A Mediterranean lover, you know. Shirley Valentine. Exactly. That that kind of thing. Yeah. it says here, his first UK single to chart was in 1975, Happy to Be on an Island in the Sun, Yeah, written by Northern Irishman David Lewis, with a record, record reaching f- number five on the charts. Pretty good. Weird. He was also on the Basil Brush show. He had a hit with a cover of Air Supplies Lost in Love as well in the 80s. Okay. But here's a story that fascinates me. In June 1985, Roussos was among the passengers of the TWA flight A47 from Athens to Rome, which was hijacked by members of Hezbollah and the Islamic Jihad. I did not know that. But he was released along with four other Greeks after five days, while most of the other hostages remained there for 17. He spent his 39th birthday on the plane and, when released unharmed, thanked his captors at a press conference for giving him a happy birthday cake. Weird. That is weird, though. And also, it's like... Women and children first. No, I am Denis Roussos, and I must go and make the ladies have a good time with my, my friend music. Virgil worked with him. Really? Yes. And In did a capacity? little tour. Well, drummed in oh, his just, band. It's like a session thing. Yeah. He did a session and also toured live with him. Did he find he was... music internally boring to do? Well, yeah, but this was like in the 2000s. This okay. Was oh, like... okay. Denis Roussos passed like a few years ago yeah. now. But... um. Yeah, they did like French TV appearances and stuff, and he had a big stick, and apparently it was extremely eccentric. Demis Roussos. Oh, oh, but this song we haven't played the song yet, oh, have yeah. we? This What's song the song you want to got try? Some extreme has got some lovely keyboard, which is by Vangelis. Really, he's on this yes. album. Yeah. Oh, don't worry, mate. I'll fix you out. It's like when Ringo Starr appears on a Paul McCartney album. <laughs> you know what I mean? Can I be- yeah, exactly. Can I be on your album? There are two tracks. Go on, Paul. There are two tracks that uh, be on are, album. are good, and they both have keyboard, so it's... Well, what's this one we're going to play right now? This is called I Dig You. I Dig You.
Yeah, very moogie. It's it's a weird one that because he goes, I dig you, and then he says something about I like yeah. it when you die or something. Oh, I, I like the way you do it. Oh, thinking? I like the way you die. So whatever he Ooh, says, I like the way you gooey. Oh, I like the way. You die. <laughs> you don't look a bit I like do. him. I do. You think you do a cover? I think I should. Eli Silverman is Demis Roussos. Oh, I like the way you booey. I hope they bring back Stars in Their Eyes because I'm going to put you on it. That would be great. Tonight, Matthew. Tonight, Matthew, I'm going to be Demis Roussos. And then not even go backstage. Just carry on. <laughs> just walk straight on because you'll be fit to stop. He used to... Some of the stuff he used to wear in the 70s were like these sort of... Dresses like these tent yeah. things, like very bad. Wasn't that whole thing? Wasn't like Nana Mascori famous for big smocks and moo moos or whatever? Yeah, yeah, she was Greek as that well. That song's annoying she? though because every time it goes, and I like the way my brain goes, and I like the way you got the motion, and I, da, 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 da. I love it. I think it's really good. Don't I rock dig the you. boat, rock the boat, baby, rock the boat. Don't forbid the boat. No, not. <laughs> I just made it sound like a <laughs> telly talking then. Don't rub the man in the boat. Don't rub the man in the boat. What's that even mean? It's clitoris. Is that what you call a clitoris? The man in the boat? <laughs> Make it sound like some kind of great American novel. That's not what I call Oh, come on. Come on, love. Let me rub the little man in the boat. That's come it. On. That's, yeah. It, no. That's a legitimate I have never heard that. Term. Well, you don't know how to find a lady's clitoris, obviously. <laughs> you have to look for the man in the boat. I don't. I would certainly look for the not, little man in the boat. I would certainly not say to a lady while being in a amendment. <laughs> wouldn't want to say to a lady when I'm intimate oh where's your little man in the boat get your man in the boat out come on love can I see your little man in the boat yeah <laughs> swap out the man in the boat no, you can't swap out anything on you, a lady oh. you could if you had a big thwopper <laughs> right well we're moving on <laughs> a big thwop button what else have we got red hot button what else have we got uh, okay so that's uh, that you didn't like that very much did no you? I'll, I'll give that two why don't you like it? It's not. It doesn't. Now, it's not catchy. A bit, a bit of a strange one now, Paul. Oh, this is a Dutch record I picked up. Yes. Oh no. I love it. The Dutch. They are my favourite people. Yes. Yes. They are my favourite people. Let's uh, go on. Oh, uh, she's Cliff Richard playing Wide for Shound. Right. <laughs> okay. So. Yeah. Uh, this is Oscar Harris and the Twinkle Stars. What can you tell us about them? I got it in the same shop that I bought Muga Spania. Yeah. It was that big hall. Uh, okay. Where he, he asked me to go downstairs and look at the records. Oh, yeah. in the charity shop with the downstairs basement, yeah, yeah. with a box at the very far end, with just a lamp pitched carefully over the top of it, shining a weak yellow beacon of light upon a box of mysterious vinyl. And I found it in there. And um, yeah, it's uh, very peculiar. Let's have a little bit yeah, of let's it. Play now. A little... This is Mr. Astronaut. Ten, nine, ready for eight, take off. Seven, four, right, six, six. We're living in four seconds. Fast and seat bells, fast and seat bells, fast and seat bells. One. Mr. Mr. Astronaut, have you seen my baby on the moon? She's good looking, yes, she's fine. She's the girl that works in a saloon. Oh, Mr. Mr. Astronaut, have you seen my baby on a moon? 
And yes, she's fine She's the girl that works in a salon So utilizes the keyboard. It was often because of its exotic sound. Yeah, uh, it's extraterrestrial. It was sound. always used for extraterrestrial things, wasn't it? But the problem is, is that this song. I said this to you before. This sounds like a song that originally was just a regular kind of kinksy song because it has got a bit of kinks to it. That the producer came in and went, "Oh no, space stuff's popular now. So how about we put this weird, pointless kind of wibbly wobbly movie like sound it. at the beginning, and then at the middle for no reason, and then at the end." Yeah, and then they go. He's Mr. Astronaut. He's saying to Mr. Astronaut. So the lyrics are. Yeah, please they, tell them the lyrics. He says, "Mr. Mr. Astronaut, yeah. have you seen my baby? Right on the moon. She's so good looking. She's so fine. She's the girl that works in a saloon. In a saloon. In a saloon. In a saloon. Because that rhymes with moon. That's it. That's I can't it. think of any other way. And she's their baby. I like it. And, and I, the way he goes, Ukajapa. Yeah, well. it's it, got some great ukachapas in it. It just feels like again that was like a song where it's like, "Oh, Mister uh, Policeman, have you seen my girl in the saloon? She's hot. She's right, and she's she no. makes me feel over the moon." And the producer went, "Nah, it's an astronaut now. No, he didn't. It's an astronaut now. David Bowie's singing about astronauts. You sing about this astronauts. Came way after that. I know. Let's see what year this was. Was what, what was this? Space is Oddity. What sixty nine? Right, and and life on Mars. 73. All right. So this probably came around the same time as Life on Mars then. Oh, God. He's fishing in his nest. Uh, this is on an interesting label. Blue Elephant. Oh, we've talked about Blue Elephant briefly in the past, haven't we? Have we? I think so. No, I've never had any other record on Blue Elephant. No year on that. Great. Mm. No. What do you mean? Um, no. <laughs> There's no year on it. Oh, God. Look at this cover. There's a Dutch cover for Cool and the Gang on the back. <laughs> oh, God, that's crazy. It's, There's a it's... guy and he's... Got a woman hanging off each arm, and he's got some speedo. Tighty, yeah, he's got tighty pants on. I want to look. So they were what a Dutch kind of soul band. Yeah, Dutch. Uh, yeah, pop soul. I'd call it mainly. That's what mainly the album is. But that's just sort of a weird obscurity. I like this one. La Sonora Panamaria con Lord Bamboo. Lord Bamboo. I yeah. like Lord Bamboo. Cool in the gang. And there's a lady's boob on that one. Hard hands with the songs Love Beads. Really? <laughs> yeah, that's what it's called. Oh, blimey. There's, lo- there's lots of ladies of colour naked with the puppies out. <laughs> you could put anything on the cover those days, couldn't you? Well, if you were in Holland, you'd you have could. a big gash right on the front of your album no, cover. No, you couldn't have a say gash. It's a kid's alphabet learning song. No, you couldn't. Yeah, you could. Uh, so, I like that actually a lot. I like that a lot, actually. Um, it uses the sounds nicely, but I feel it's just a little bit uneven. Um, oh. I'm a little bit uneven. Okay. Um, now, moving on, Paul. Yeah, is this the final part of this section? No. Oh, shit. I forgot how many we're doing. <laughs> This is the last Moog one we're doing? No. All right, come on then. Uh, John Keating, from an LP I picked up Yeah. in the same hall. It was a real cornucopia of uh, synth crap. Synth crap. Uh, Space Experience is the name of this LP. Oh, I like John that. Keating, a bit like... Uh, Ronan Keating. No, not in, in any way like Ronan Keating. It's all life is a roller coaster. Just got John Keating was a composer, composed for TV. Oh yeah, utilized synths a lot. He did. And on this album, there's sort of spacey versions of hits. Like it uh, starts with a version of "Feel the Earth Move." I feel the Earth 
move under my feet. I feel the sky tumbling down, a tumbling, tumbling down. down. It's got that, and it's also got Rocket Man, a version of Rocket Man. And I think it's going to be a long, long time. And a version of the Star Trek theme. Star Trek. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? The original, do you think? It's that. Yeah. It's that one. Yeah, good. Yeah, it's good. But we're going to feel... Listen yeah, to... what are we going to feel? We're not going to feel anything. I want to feel something. Come on, mate. Shall I get my man in the boat out? Get your little man in the dinghy out. I'll get the dinghy out. Get your bald dinghy. I'll get my taco worm out. Oh. I'll get my taco worm out. Get your little mumbly maggot out. I'll get my mumblecore <laughs> maggot out. <laughs> so, in between the cover versions on this, he has his own compositions, which for me are much more interesting. Yeah. And are really good. And this is one of those... And it's called The Unknown Planet. Let's have a oh, little bit of that. Is, is this is this the one that we thought sounded like a TV theme? That's right. Yeah, John Keating. I reckon. Because the thing is, before we play it, when I heard this, I was like, how is this not a TV theme to something like Sapphire and Steel or Randall and Hopkirk Deceased? It's a great combo of sort of 70s cop show theme, yeah. a bit of wah-wah guitar in it, uh, but it's and funky drums. And, but it also has the sort of outer space like mood kind stuff. Of, Tells for the unexpected or mm. Twilight Zone kind of thing yeah. in there as well. It's good. Let's listen to it. do a show where I'm a ghost detective and you're an alien and we team up in the 70s to catch crims. We should license this that. This is it. Yeah. And we need to call it Alien in the Spook. A- alien in the Spook. Mr. Like alien it. in the Spook. Yeah. Because you've got to say mystical it's the 70s and it makes it sound all kind of classy. Mr. Who's the a- Spook? Am I the Spook? What do you want to be? We'll cast it now. Come on. We've got to think it through. Okay. I'm the Spook. All right. So should you're I the do- dead detective. Yeah. And I'm... No. And I'm the alien detective. I'll do some lines for the dead detective. All right. Let's do a scene, right? Okay. We found the dead body in a manor. It's the 70s, so it's all kitsch, right? I'm Mr. Alien, the policeman, and you're my dead ghost detective partner. The spook. All right. All right? Yeah. Scene. We enter the room. (laughs) Oh... <laughs> Hang on, I'm finding the character. I'm finding the character. Work it. I'm finding the character. Right, here we go. Find the character. It's too late. Oh no, he's dead. The professor is dead. 
Yeah, so am I. So I just can't say anything. I'm just dead. No, you can be talking. So I can. How I'm, can I talk if I'm dead? Paul? I see you as a ghost. I'm not feeling this. Oh, like, I'm a ghost. Am uh, yes. I? You didn't make that clear. I thought it was implicit. All right. All right. It's your ghost, Ooh. and only I can see you because I've got alien technology. Ooh. Ooh. What do you make of the scene? Ooh. The spook. Ooh. That's <laughs> all I've got. That's all I've got, Paul. What? You, all you've got is Frank Spencer. <laughs> oh, oh, perhaps he's a happy ghost. Ooh, ooh. I'd, I'd at least talk. <laughs> just don't say. Oh, I can't. Uh, you can't. Just do that voice. What do you make of the crime scene, Spook? Oh, well, there's blood splatters which went this way, which means the gun was pointing from here, and uh, so I think it was. You, you know too much, and yet not enough. Mate, this is not working. Mate, we've just <laughs> this is just spitballing plots. You've just accused me of murder, your partner. Do you know what? I don't know if I can do this podcast anymore, Paul. Why? Because I'm... Step, step outside the I podcast. Look, Come on. I look. What's wrong, mate? I I look inside myself for inspiration. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah. I try and draw something out. Right. And I've the, the well is dry, Paul. There's there's always water in the well. There's a huge emptiness in mate, my very. To be fair, way back in episode one and two, the well was dry. <laughs> it really was. Yeah. So you, you know, know either roll with the punches. And come back into the Paul, podcast. how on message for House of Pickles is this object I'm showing you now? It's it's called Mrs. Renfro's Gourmet Salsa Texas USA Jalapeno. Wait, I haven't just read the front. Green salsa, hot, 454 oh, yeah. grams. It looks like what came out of your arse. It's been sitting in here for about a week. Oh, <laughs> fucking hell. Also, no, we're not doing a sauce support. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, not, it's just an impromptu sauce, sauce mention. Uh, Look at that as well. I've horseradish. Got, I've had some horseradish like, in great, it. and that's in here, and that's funky. Oh. And yet you complain when I spray Febreze. Oh, look. Mike and Ike Sours. Right. <laughs> hey. Stop showing me your trash. <laughs> right. So that's John Keating. I liked it. Yeah. That's my favourite so far, because okay. I fucking love it. It's got a kick-ass kind of cop detective thing. Excellent stuff. Yeah. And he had a few um, LPs out on a similar theme, but that's the best one. All right, good. So... Is that all now for this section? Segment? Can we also? Are you uh, talking to the mic as well? Can you? we also? I'm talking into the mic, mate. Just four years. Just. Can we also? <laughs> what? Can we also do uh, BT and TB? No, I wanted to do Tumpy. Oh yeah, Tumpy. <laughs> well, we can do Tumpy later. Is that it then? Yeah. Right. Great. That's part one. Join us after the break for more cheap show platters. Uh-huh. Right on. Just to be close to you. Miracle. I'm just a love machine. 
original hits, original stars, KTEL, right on, $5.99, tape $7.99. And welcome back to Cheap Show. <laughs> fucking hell! <laughs> also, no. <laughs> no, you don't just sneeze violently towards me. And then go, also, oh, and then carry on with your fucking source report. <laughs> it's all I have. I can reference sources. I reference source. This is all you are now, a source I, man. I am. I just reference sources. Talk into the mic. Seriously, <laughs> sit behind it. I'm losing it. You're not. You're just being a shit. I'm sweaty. I'm sweaty too. It's really hot in here. And we can't open the door because downstairs playing music really loud while the builders fix that flat. So we're stuck, aren't we? This is XO source. I don't care. Brackets anchovy. I don't care about source. You <laughs> filled this episode with unnecessary amounts of source right. and previous episodes. Calm down with the sources, please. I will. I'll fill. Calm I'll down. F- I'll fill your Calm pot. Down. I will fill your pot don't with make sauce. Make rude jokes about filling me with things. I will right. fill your pot with up with sauce. I will fill your pot with XO sauce. Do da do da. I'll fill, fill your pot, pot with, with XO sauce. Do da do da 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 do da 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 Fill your pot with come off sauce. Okay, so just skip to the bit we're inferring. I'm spanking in your gob. I'm spanking in your gob. I'm spunking in your gob so hard I've spunked into your gob. You should be ashamed of yourself. You should be absolutely ashamed. Oh, I've spunked all up your wall. And yet he continues, ladies and gentlemen. And yet he continues. Oh, I've spunked up all your wall. You Well, come on, get on with the show, mate. I would, but every time I talk, you shout out a song to do with ejaculation. So this, look. Stop showing me sources. <laughs> this is this, this isn't a source. This is so that was just show and tell. The, the original cannabis iced tea, right? Swiss. So it just oh, cannabis in it. Yeah, yeah. Enough. What we're we doing now? We are doing the next part of the show, which is about. Well, the theme is in this section. Is it like? Radio DJs in the UK seem to think, and maybe it's the same in other countries, America maybe, I just don't know, seem to think they're multi-talented. And I would say a lot of radio presenters aren't. Well, I think it's a thing where they they uh, they work in the music industry, don't they? And they're yeah. around records all the time. So they sort of f- feel like they... Well, look, remember what A we lot did... of them are just frustrated musicians in a way, aren't or they? Or frustrated something else. It's like, remember when we read that Top of the Pops annual and it had that interview with Dave Lee Travis and he was saying, I'm a wacky guy and I did a Germany yeah. comedy show. And what I really want is a Saturday night TV show where I can be funny and show everyone my skills and my yeah. talents and how great I am. He was very full of himself. And it that, never happened. It? But Noel Edmonds got that exact career he wanted. Yeah. And, you know, for the slight we give Noel Edmonds for his obviously Cthulhu-style evil ways, <laughs> um, he's certainly successful at what he's done. Despite his numerous failures and blood on hands. He's, so, he's too big to fail. Yeah, he? he is too big to fail. He can't fail. But David Lee Travis was just, I don't know, I think his problem was he was so up himself. I don't think he saw the woods from the trees. Did he have a like, pop record out? I think he I did. I don't know. I think he did. Is that the, But that's the theme of this segment of the Splatter special, is it? Yeah. DJs who release musical songs. Now, we have covered, I think, in the past Kenny Everett. Yes. And that kind of counts, but it seems more satirical, tongue-in-cheek, who gives a fuck Snot kind of rap thing. and uh, Captain Kremen. Yeah. And then we've done Steve Wright. Steve Wright had several. Who I would still say, even though he has an ear for parody, 
He's also got a brain of shit. Yeah. In terms of, it's just crap. I don't know. I don't Terrible know what to say. Music. It's just crap and cheesy and awkward to listen yeah, to. Yeah, awful. And insincere and sometimes like unnecessarily well, snarky. Well, we covered that one, didn't we? That was the uh, the pub singer. He was behind yeah. that, wasn't he? He's head, behind head, a lot of this. this. Yeah. And the other one. Mr. Angry. Uh, Mr. Angry. Which was a character from his radio show. He used to call up and just be angry, didn't he? Yeah, let's, let's, let's do one of those classic Steve Wright routines right now. Okay. You be, you be Mr. Angry, okay. and I'll be Steve Wright. All right. <laughs> and that was Aha with The Sun Always Shines. I'm not doing the voice, I'm just going to do an accent. With The Sun Always Shines on TV. Oh, the phone's ringing, ladies and gentlemen. I got let me just pick it up. Hello? Hello? Hello, is that Mr. Angry? Oh, I'm so angry! Oh, Mr. Angry. Shut what, up! What are you angry about today? I've got a fucking fox stuck in my ass. <laughs> oh, Mr. Angry, you're so funny. It's all hairy and ginger sticking out the tail. <laughs> oh, Mr. God. Oh, well, Mr. Angry, what would you like to listen to on the radio? I like... I like Abba. Great. Oh, I'm so angry! Right, bye. Shut up! Now it's time for Abba. There you go. That was basically a segment of Steve Wright in the afternoon on Radio yeah, 1. That's what Moving they did. On. That's what they did, didn't Moving they? Moving on from him. He's still going. He is. So, what have we got today? Another DJ well, trying to be a musician or who had we a got, pop we hit? Got, we got three, right, uh, final in this section. We're going to start off with one I need to be careful about because I'm basically mates with him. But, <laughs> but um, Pat Sharp... Was a, is a was a in the nineties and eighties a very big radio presenter. He had award winning shows and did very well for himself. Had, did kids TV? Did kids TV? Famously Funhouse. And uh, what was that Saturday morning one he did? What's up, Doc? Was that it? Oh no. Anyway, so mostly though, Pat Shot was known for his mullet. He was. It was a very striking mullet. It was a combination spiky front, spiky front, long back. Yeah. It was. Textbook mullet. It was the quintessential 80s DJ mullet. And unfortunately, it kind of like, <laughs> it kind of became bigger than his career. Yeah. You know, when you're living down your haircut most of your life. It's terrible, isn't it? Poor bugger. Yeah. Oh, Pat. He still, when I worked with him on like those radio shows, he would still get people calling in asking about the hair. And you think, fucking let it go. My sister famously saw him on the street and attacked him and tried to touch his hair. Really? Yeah. She was just walking down the street and she, she went, was like, ah, Pat And then she tried to, yeah. Oh, God. Grab his hair. Oh. Sorry about that. Did he deck her? No. <laughs> what? He was just like, did he run? I would have run. I think he kind of ran. Yeah, probably. If you've got a screaming harpy coming at you with yeah. your hands out, clawing at your lovely mane. But, uh, yes, he had some records out, didn't he, with his friend Mick? Yeah, you know what? I feel bad, but I don't know what happened to Mick. I'm going to look it up right now. Because Pat Shop, you know, has bopped in and out of the radio industry, and he still does his uh, live... DJ mixes on retro comedy nights, uh, retro festivals. You know, like Let's Rock the 80s. He'll still introduce bands and play stuff Jason like that. Jason Donovan. Yeah. Sunita. Tapau. Sunita still going? Probably. Sonia. Tapau. I've got a friend who played bass with Tapau. This is not, this podcast isn't working. Shut up. I'm sweating. I'm sweaty. My balls have got a little <laughs> puddle right in the knee, got, in the, in the uh... bars. Pat and Mick were a British vocal duo consisting of popular radio presenters Pat Sharp and Mick Brown. Now, here's how you know how someone's career gone. When you see Pat Sharp and it's a hyperlink to another page and you see Mick Brown and there's nothing. It's just a sentence for him. There's no link to his career. Was he a DJ as well, though? I thought he was. 
I thought he was. I thought he was a DJ around Perhaps at the same just time. Pat's mate, Mick. Maybe. Anyway, they're both from London. They released a charity sh- single, a cover version, each year from 88 to 93, achieving a top 10 hit with their 89 single, I Haven't Stopped Dancing Yet. And that's one of the two songs we've got here. Let's so, have a bit of that. Ooh. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Pat and Mick with their cover of, is it Gloria Jones? Yeah, it's a Gloria Jones song. I Haven't Stopped Dancing Yet. Stockaker and Walkman song, so it's so it that, is the like atypical that sound that Stockaker yeah. and Walkman production sound is with the yes, it's a weird mix, isn't it? When you think about it, it's like it's obviously famously got a bit of the classical. It's got a little bit of the kind of piano jazz kind of stuff. You know, when it kind of you know, the weird piano yeah, riffs that are popping in the nineties. A very defining aspect is the uh, keyboard bass line. Yeah, that the that is yeah. really the sound. And samples. Isn't it? Yes. So this was, to be fair, to be fair, again, these were never released as vanity projects, as the ones we're going to go into next. These were released as charity. Charity. Singles. It's for charity. They were for a charity called Help a London Child. So I imagine I remember the Help money. a London Child. Yeah. Because even they would, would was Pat Sharp working for Capital at the time, which I was think a London was based. Capital, yeah. So that, that would have made sense that he released a song just to raise some money, get into the top ten. You probably would have raised quite a bit back in the eighties. Um, the royalties from their record sales were donated to Capital FM's. So there we go. Help a London Child Charity. And the singles are all produced by Stock, Aiken and Waterman, except Shake Your Groove Thing and Hot, 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 both of which were produced by Stock and Waterman. No Aiken. Oh, what was Aiken doing? He was Aiken. My dick be Aiken. <laughs> His dick be Aiken. My sister met someone called that. Dick be Aiken. He said, I'm Ri- <laughs> Richard B. Aiken. <laughs> she was on a cruise. Yeah, this is not a real name. No, love. it's real. You got He's like, I'm Richard Aiken. Richard B. Aiken. My, no, Dick, it's not I'm real. Dick that, B. Was a, Aiken. that was a chat up line designed to get your sister My into Dick bed. My Dick B. Aiken? Why? To what? Because she wants to put me... I don't know why I'm going with this. <laughs> <laughs> In 1993, they released their only album, Don't Stop Dancing, which compiled all their singles and B-sides on a continuous mix. Oh, my word. In 2010, Pat and Mick appeared on the Identity Parade round of Mind the Buzzcocks. However, Phil Jupiter's team were only asked to identify Mick... Um, <laughs> in, 19, in 2011 iTunes re-released I Haven't Stopped Dancing Yet there you go and in November 2011 Brown started hosting the Drive Time and Saturday Breakfast Radio oh, there Show you go. on 107.8 Radio Jackie so he's a DJ he's a DJ and as I say these aren't the greatest songs ever but Paul but... I'd say I'd, say, I'd go further than that okay, I'd go yeah. further than that I'd say they're some of the worst songs ever don't hate me Pat it's just my job I've it, got to be honest Pat they're very poor 
The singing's awful. And uh, uh, is that... I Haven't Stopped Dancing Yet was the first one, was it? No. Well, here's the thing. This 12-inch I've got here is next to the album I'm holding. <laughs> <laughs> that was good, wasn't it? Yeah. That was a good one. That huh? was good. Yeah, yeah. thank you. Um, <laughs> the first one, this one I've got here is called Let's All Chant. Yes. But it's, there's no vocals in it apart from a couple of those kind of... Ooh, ooh, ooh. That's the chant. Yeah. Let's all chant. That's how it goes. Is it really? Is yeah. it a cover? I think, again, it's like it was an American disco record. Zega Fields. Yeah. All Boys Music Limited. Yeah, I think it was a, originally like a disco tune. Because what happened? Sure, that, the bit where it goes, my body, your body, everybody, everybody move that body. body. Yeah, that was from the original, I'm pretty sure. I thought yeah. that was a Sunita song, though. Perhaps it is. It's all a strange mix, isn't it? Well, and, that's um, the problem with Stock Aiken and Waterman. It's like a, a Frankenstein's music industry. Yeah. And yet it's very, very, certainly in the UK, it is a very particular type of music. Yes. Because you know exactly where you were in 88, 89, 90 when those songs were It was huge. awful. Wasn't it was it? Kylie, it was yeah. Jason Donovan, yeah. Rick, Astley, Rick Astley, Sonia, Sunita, Sunita uh, Mel and Kim. Yeah. Mel and Kim were probably the yeah. best. They were, because they had something, that was, they were sassy. Yeah. Um, so, that, ooh, 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 are we going to get to that? Let's All Chant is the other record. Should we play a bit of Let's that? Let's play now? a little bit of that, but there's no, I don't know, there's no real point, because it's, again, it's just a, ooh, ooh, I'll play a bit. Let's All Chant. go but this is the thing okay so now that ooh, ooh, is yeah. from loads of different records oh yeah i know a very good example is uh like the wilhelm scream of music groove line by uh what <sighs> you just zoomed out i've never seen that before where you're literally like your eyes went emotionlessly vacant what are they called eyes heat heat <sighs> Rod Temperton was his name. He right. wrote for Michael Jackson. Right. And he was in a group called... Oh, man, Eli, he's lost his faculties. Oh, I man. must shit every time I vom. I must shit every time I vom. Here it comes again. Is it vom? Is it shit? Is it both? It's both. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um, <sighs> I hope this audio is brought up at your funeral, and so when you know when they have memories of you, they'll play classic clips like okay, that. Here is here's uh, a little bit of him on his podcast, and then it cuts to you going licky licky, fanny fanny. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. No, I wish I I wish I had a moment of inspiration like that now. Whoa. We're having a nice chat about music today. It's different, isn't it? Okay, so... A whistle-stop tour for I will remember what that group was called. They had some hits. Uh, heat, heart, heart. But anyway, that was it's a motif. That sort of chant motif was yeah. in a lot of disco records around the time. Yeah. Uh, Groove Line by... 
Hot bot, no hot biscuits. Uh, give me your phone, Larry. Larry Flaps. What's put, the name of the song? But just put Rod Temperton in. Rod Temperton, songwriter. Yes. What was the name of the group? Heatwave. Thank you. Fuck me, I could not His remember that. His hit songs include Boogie Nights and Always and Forever. Born in Cleethorpes? Yeah. Oh, bugger me. He, um, Heatwave. Yeah. And they had an album called uh, Central Heating. <laughs> After being recruited by producer Quincy Jones, he wrote several internationally known songs performed by Michael Jackson, yeah. including Thriller, Off the Wall, Rock With You. Yeah, there you go. He also wrote George Benson's hits Give Me the Night, Love X Love, and Patty Austin's. Good songwriter, isn't he? He Again, he died a couple of years back. But that, I think, Groove Line by Heatwave has uh, what I would say is that that motif. And it's in a lot of disco records from around that time. The slightly kind of, um, what do you want to call it, Latin flavour. Well, disco disco is is one of the major influences or foundational genres yeah. was latin yeah you know, on on disco uh but yeah ooh, and it's a sing-along thing isn't it yeah it, everyone goes, ooh, ooh. so ultimately it's like they're not great songs but they're raising money for charity and actually compared to what they were putting out with other artists it's kind of in line with it you know yeah, it is a yeah. bit generic and a bit all in but yeah but they didn't have a, they didn't become pop stars did they however way? radio presenters who did do a vanity project ooh. now we mentioned them a few episodes ago with Stuart, didn't we yes uh, where we talked about Mike Reed, a radio presenter who was a bit conservative yes. in more ways than one. Yes. And was well known recently for two reasons. One, I'll say recently, but he wrote a song called UKIP Calypso. Yes. Talking about the benefit to the UKIP party. Yeah. Just a rule of thumb. If you're a white British light entertainer, never do a song on it in a Calypso style. No, it's it's just a bad idea. Yeah. Max Bygraves did it. Yeah, it's just you know, fucking Russ Abbott did it, and he did it. And Michael also, Barrymore not did only it. could you accuse him of sort of being slightly insensitive, bordering on racist with the sort of accent that he did the song in. Yeah, you could also say it was like a UKIP supporting song, and like so, it's sort of I know it's just why who's going to buy that right. anyway? So uh, he's uh, done he's done other songs. Well, before we get to that, the other thing he was reasonably famous for was when Chevy Chase came to the UK a year or so oh, ago. That was funny. And for some reason, they hired Mike Reed to interview Chevy the... Chase. And apparently, it was an absolute shit show with the audience turning verbally loudly in the auditorium onto Mike Reed. Really? Yeah. Like saying you wanker and bollocks and blah blah blah. What, and all this. How could you? How could it go that and a, wrong? And apparently, at one point to stop because he didn't know what else to do, he got his guitar out and started playing. Oh wow! And I think, uh, I think Chevy, Chevy Chase, Chase walks off, off after the end. And again, Chevy Chase got his reputation, but apparently he held his shit together quite well. Right, got on the audience's side and took the piss out of Mike Reed as well. And then, and I think, I think he stayed around and did as much as he could before going. This is over yeah. now. They've gotten their money's worth and. Uh, we will not be talking in the green room after. No, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> but there's some articles online if you go hunting for it of people who went to see that show and go into a lot of detail about how much how of awful a shit was. show it was. So you just didn't do a very good job. Is that what it was? No. Right. No. So let's go back to, oh, when would when did this come out? 84? 84. No. Oh, yeah, it's 84. Yeah. Let's go back to 1984 when Mike Reed, being a very popular Radio 1 disc jockey at the time, decided... Hey. I'll, I'll have a pop record. I'll have a pop record. So you released this track called, and I found this on a charity shop the other day, Tell Me I'm Wrong. And it goes a little something like this. Tell 
awful oh, so bad it's it's awful in in the way that he wears his influences on his sleeve and then also shows that he hasn't learned the lessons from his influences he can't do it yeah. it's, there's a little bit of cliff richard in there for sure and there's a little bit of elo jeff and, lynn is it the uh, yeah elo and they're just mashed together and it is Boring, very boring, and boring he sings arse. in a very flat way. Yeah, but, uh, it's a terrible voice. Tell me I'm wrong. Well, you know what, Mike? Knock, knock. Who's there? You're wrong. <laughs> yeah, Mike Reed. Hello, you're Mike. Wrong. Hello, Mike. What, what's Mike Reed doing these days, other than upsetting Hollywood? Stars? He's also got a mullet. Yeah, and he's got a softer mullet. He's got a very soft-look mullet. Michael David Kenneth Reed, born 1947, is an English radio DJ, writer, journalist, and television presenter. Great. He had an, oh, yeah, in the 80s, remember he had the pop quiz? Yeah, that was his big thing. Mike pop Reed's quiz. pop quiz. Yeah. Oh, oh. Mike Reed had a stalker who had changed her name to Blue Tulip Rose Reed and believed that she was married to him. Weird. Rose was from Welling Garden City, and her original name was Carol Ballard. Rose was featured in a film made by Jane Green for Channel 4 in 96 called I'm Your Number One Fan. The film performed part of Channel 4's Fame Factor season, which examined the dark side of fame. Rose was one of the most candid interviewees in the film. She was filmed as she travelled to the offices of Classic FM and as she wrote love letters to Reed. The film stated that Rose had been writing obscene and threatening letters to Reed for many years. And then the next bit is politics, where it talks about UK Calypso and being a big friend of Nigel Farage. He's actually mates with Nigel. Yeah. Debate over the song featured on Newsnight with UKIP spokesman Winston McKenzie, himself of Caribbean origin, praised the song and likened it to Elvis Presley and the Beatles adaptions of predominantly black musical styles. Oh, come on. Jesus Christ. Taxpayers' money, where does it go? Not even George Osborne knows When we're in power and we engage There'd be no tax on the minimum wage Leaders committed a cardinal sin Open the borders, let them all come in Illegal immigrants in every town Stand up and be counted Blair and Brown Oh yes, when we take charge And the new Prime Minister is Farage We can trade with the world again When Nigel is at number 10 Reed withdrew the song from sale on the 22nd of October 
Because it was... 2014. And apologised unreservedly that it had caused unintentional offence. It reached 44 in the UK charts. Nah, that's nothing these days, isn't it? You could be number one these days and still have to go deliver the milk. Wank off fucking sailors. Is that just me? That's just you. Oh, I like it, though. They're very friendly and they have lots of stories to tell Uncle Paul. Okay, so what, you're a sailor wanker offer? I'm a sailor wanker offer, that's my name. I'm a sailor wanker offer and that's my game. Oh, I toss him in the morning and I toss him in the night and I toss him when I feel all right. And I toss him when it's good and I toss him when I'm bad and I toss him when the feeling's sad. Oh, I'm a sailor tosser offer and that's my game. I'm a sailor tosser offer and that was my name. If you want to get tossed off by me and you're part of the Navy ranks, then I'll come round to your big, big mouth. And then now give it wanks. Oi! Ah, <laughs> oh, the you <laughs> Come on, you know the words. Oh, come by your dockman, and then I have <laughs> Oh, look, the boat's coming. I hope the sailor's coming off it. Oh, look, the boat's coming. <laughs> Right. And, yet, and yet that was still better than Mike Reed's Tell Me I'm Wrong. Yeah. Right, last one of this segment. Right? This is my favourite one of maybe. Oh, so bad. Because this is so sad. This has to be one of the worst records of all time. This might be one of the worst songs we've actually had yeah. on yeah. Cheap Show. And it has been donated to us by Stuart Ashen. Yes. So thank you. Thank you, I suppose. I suppose. <laughs> so in the UK, there's a kids' TV show educational called Blue Peter. It's been running forever. It's still going, I think, strong on... I don't think it's going anymore. No, I think it is on, like, CBB's Sky Okay, but channel. they moved it off. Yeah. There, there was a bit of a furore because they moved it from... Uh, Network TV yeah, onto a children's it. channel. Yeah. But that's the way TV is now. There's no children's programming it's just not allocated the same. at the day. There isn't, because they've no. got their own channels. Yeah, which is fair enough. I guess. Times they are a-changing. <laughs> anyway, in the 80s... <laughs> times they are... <laughs> Uh, changing in the eighties. Uh, times oh, fuck it up. They are changing. Uh, 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 okay. Uh, All right. Okay. So in the eighties, one of the stars of Blue Peter was a man called Simon Groom. Oh, it's him. Yes, it's him. I didn't did realise. Not... I've just realised now with the funny bowl haircut, blonde. Yeah. Bowl, yeah. Yeah. Tall yeah, yeah. guy with his funny. Yeah. Oh, it's him. I didn't realise. Yes, yeah, that's Simon Groom. So. He'd been on the show for a couple of years, and, you know, he'd done it all, like, most people. He wasn't Blue a bad kids no. TV presenter. He was all right. He, for, the, for the job. He was all right. He got to, you know, do all the assault calls. Remember that whole and... thing where they they had a garden, and then it got vandalised? Yeah. And they buried their dogs in there as well. They buried all the Blue Peter animals in there. In the garden, in the Blue Kit Peter garden. And then someone came in one day and... I desecrated the dog's... Yeah. Corpse. They dug up all the corpses really? and trash stuff, and yeah, evil. It was a I bet, dark time. Who, I bet it was. Do you know who I think it was? What Bungle? <laughs> you think Bungle from Rainbow? <laughs> Bungle from caught, Rainbow did broke it. into BBC he Television Centre and fucking was like. Meanwhile, Zippy's on the roof going, "Come on, come on, quick, I got five minutes. Come on, Bungle." Yeah. Oh, I'm just going to piss on Goldie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, Blue Peter. So I always hated it. And it was a very middle-class British, ultimately harmless show. It was show. all sticky-back plastic, wasn't it? Sticky-back tape. Make a dolly out of yarn and a, and a washing-up bowl. Now, we've got an upcoming thing, which we might be doing, based on a recurring model that they used to build on Blue Peter. Yes. Tell us all about that, Paul. No, because that's going to be something I do with Stuart, not you. Oh. <laughs> 
Anyway, Simon Groom was on I like the show. Doing stuff. I can do things. So we can't do everything together. Otherwise, I get all a bit ant and deck. All right. You know what I mean? Yeah. You need your own personal party. I didn't get to be in Clanker Man or Polybius Heist, did I? Did you, I? You could have been in Polybius Heist Couldn't. if you hadn't been such a prima donna bitch. Excuse throwing me. Your, no, not that. Is, how dare you? Throwing your dummy out of the pram. All I said was, because we weren't doing a double act and you had been given a bigger role, I didn't feel comfortable in my acting ability to do it on my own. So I backed out. And they gave it to Ash to do instead. And someone saw the dailies and went, oh, isn't Paul gotten fat? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, that's what you get asked so to take Simon in my Groom, roles. Uh, he was that guy on Blue Peter and he released a record, Paul. Well, no, not quite. He was on the show for a few years, left. And then when he realised, oh, I shouldn't have quit that job because no one's given me anything else to do. He thought he'd release a Vanity Project single. And this is it. It's Simon Groom singing... Can't Help Falling in Love, made famous by Elvis Presley. And it sounds like this. Did anyone say, Simon, you can't sing? What? You can't. But the, you know the reason why no one said that? He funded it. Because it says 1992 copyright sound recording owed by Simon Groom. 92 copyright Simon Groom. Simon Groom. Self financed it. So probably. he must have had a few quid knocking around. Well, this doesn't look like an official release, does it, too much? It looks like it's been made. I don't know. It's got a printed picture cover, some terrible artwork. But it's not like, is it? Look at the artwork. It's so generic and sort of, oh. It's very much late 80s. Waiting uh, room, sort of Athena posters. It's like, it's just a sort of graphic design of uh, some palm trees and a sort of graphic island. Because there's a kind of, is it a reggae version of Can't Help Falling in Love? It's not really reggae. It's not really reggae. But it's got that UB40 feel to it. Okay, now. You know what I mean? This record has a, a gold sticker on it. Yeah. Um, I lo- which usually denotes that these, uh, when a seven inch comes from a um, a library or a lending sort of, or uh, from a radio station, or from a station, yeah. And I've got those lovely French ones with the disc door, uh, which has a lovely. Uh, oh, you remember yes. those ones? Yeah, it's yeah, on yeah. these same sort of stickers, these golden uh, metallic stickers. What does that one say? This Simon Groom record has Phoenix Roadshow, Darren, and the phone number. <laughs> of course, it's Darren. <laughs> And then it says under Darren's phone number, it says any age, any occasion. Oh God! What's that referring to? Now parties. I'm going to hope he so. does parties. Otherwise, he's a nonce who sells Simon Groom records, <laughs> <laughs> which is which a horrible. Is the worst kind of nonce. It's the worst yeah. kind of nonce. I mean, the, imagine you know. <laughs> a shop that only had this Simon Groom record in it. You now, wouldn't go in. You think there was an LP associated no. with it? No. Uh, the B side uh, of Simon Groom's "Can't Help Falling in Love" is a instrumental called. Goldie. Which is named after the dog. Oh, 
Yes. It's all making sense to me now, <laughs> Paul. Right. Yeah. It's uh, that's because it, it, it was Blue Peter Dog who died. Yeah, and it's fucking and terrible. Pongle dug up, maybe. I don't know. The timeline <laughs> works out with that. But yeah, Goldie was a very popular. Was it a retriever? Golden, Golden retriever. retriever. Yeah, that yeah. was one of the. It was like everyone knew Goldie. They Simon are, Groom. They're very friendly dogs. Those. Yeah. Paul. Yeah. Simon Groom, very friendly. Had yeah. to write a love song for his dog. He departed. Had to, he had to put. Yeah. Charm on his dog. Meow. We've all been here. Listen, mate. Yeah. When's Ruffles coming back? That. His dog, Ruffles the dog. Remember Ruffles the dog. What Ruffles? Ruff- who is he? There's Ruffles the dog, who's, who's Richard Brandoff's dog. Remember? Is, no, there isn't. Yeah, like, Ruff, Ruff, Ruff. Remember? Oh, no, but there's the dog who's a film critic. That's Tarquin. Oh, there's too many dogs and cats <laughs> in this podcast. <laughs> anyway, it is the most painful, awful, sad. Because it's sad when you listen to it. You you feel sorry for yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. And there's a famous video on YouTube, of him coming back to Blue Peter to perform this song. Really? Oh. Why did he do it to himself? And he sings it live. It Why doesn't did... even dub. Why did he do it to himself? What strange compulsion. Because. He wanted to be a pop star? Here's, here's what happened, right? Simon Groove walks into the BBC TV centre and meets the executive producer of Blue Peter. And Simon's and the exec goes, Ah, oh, Simon, have you been since you left the show? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Got a few problem got a few projects going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um just wonder if you could help me out. You know, we did a few favours. I did that thing for Blue Peter I was frightened about, but you convinced me to do it. So I thought, I've got this song coming out. The producer goes, Oh God. <laughs> yeah. Got this song coming out. I fa- financed it myself. It's a cover of an Elvis song. I thought I'd come on to Blue Peter and just perform it. Come on, you owe me. Come on, you owe me. You owe, you owe me. Why did he want to do it, though? And the producer's like, oh, God. The producer's like, he's like, yeah, great. Okay, can I listen to it? No. No. Absolutely not. And I, want, I need to do it live, and I need to have two backing singers hyperactively dancing in the background oh, to make no. up for my deficient performance. And he comes on looking like the fifth Doctor from Doctor Who, almost. You know, he's got the whole Hawaiian T-shirt, shorts thing. He's singing it. And you just feel... Sorry for him. Yeah, that's terrible. I think the cast, you know, the, that format of Blue Peter, felt sorry for him. It's a sad moment. And yeah, you just imagine when the song ended and the camera pans away, Sam was like, yeah, looking at him. No one could yeah, look him in the eye. I know. And he left all by himself and no one saw him out. And the dressing room was empty and no one came to congratulate him afterwards. And he just thought, he went Perhaps home. this isn't for me. He went home. He must still be working. And put peanuts up his meter. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that would be bad. The sad, tragic tale of Simon Groom. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you know what? I don't know what happened to Simon Groom. Shall I we have know one what last... happened. Let's look at Simon Groom. Simon Groom, born 1950, is a British producer and director. He presented Blue Peter from 78 to 86. That's it. Really? No, hang on. Oh, no, I found it. Groom was a fan of Derby County FC. Okay. His interests include music, film, classic cars, and steam locomotives. Oh, my word. He and his wife, Gilly, run a sheep farm in Derbyshire. Okay, there you go. Really involved in developing environmental projects. He currently works as an ambassador for the city of Derby, and in 2010 was given an honorary degree by the University in Derby for recognising his contribution to broadcasting. That's it. He had a broadcasting career. It came to an end. Now he farms sheep. Groom became known for his... during the programme's production of Blue Peter for his dry humour and ability to ab-lib innuendo. One such statement was at the end of a piece on a replacement door knocker at Durham Cathedral, declaring, what a beautiful pair of knockers. Oh, wow, what a wit. <laughs> Another remark followed a piece about hedge maintenance, where he closed with the remark, as long as you've got a decent length to start with, then you can manage a good lay. 
Uh. Uh, he produced his first TV documentary, Angels and Devils, about Ken Russell, and yeah. then did a bunch of Radio 4 stuff. Okay, well, you know, he's... Fair play. Fair play to him. Just one record, which was a grave mistake. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but, you know, you yeah. live and learn. Yeah. You had the money at the time. That's, my, that's that segment done. See you soon. See you soon. We'll be right back after these sp- words. Apple. Johnson. Fingertips. Rectograde. Oh, that's a good one. Municipal. Flaversham. Barney. Hedgehog. Rutabaga. Map. Arunskable. <laughs> now you're just making words up. It's not the same. It's a good word, though. It's it? not. You're fucking ruining my word association. to a psychologist <laughs> listening to that bit going, well, what's all that about? Let's uh, do that then before we end. Word association. I'll start a word and you say the association. Ready? Yeah. Lighter. Paper. Fix. Death. Up. Death. <laughs> Life. Meters. Flag. Death. Grave. Scum. Right, okay, you know what? We've discovered there's no psychology needed. There's no needed. You've no, ruined it. I've ruined it, haven't I? Yeah. We're ending this show. Oh, I'm a say hello, wanker off. Uh, yeah, no, let's that do that. It. That's it. No. Oh, yeah. Come on. No, no yeah, let's do that. Yeah. I'd have to listen back to it. Oh, look, I'm looking out to sea. Oh, it's a boat. Right, better get my mouth ready. <laughs> Hello, I'm a sailor. Right, one wanking off. No, I've just got off the bus. Leave me no, alone. I'll Leave wank you off. Alone. I'll wank you off. I just want to go see guys and dolls. Do you know what? What? Oh, I'm a sailor wanker off. A sailor wanker off. A sailor wanker off. That's me. That's me. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> KTEL Records presents Volume 2, 20 All-Time Greats of the 50s, Gogi Grant. Wayward wind. The sensational Johnny Ray. Just a walking in the rain. The magic of Tony Bennett. In San Francisco. With Percy Faith, Vic Damone, Doris Day and many more. Volume 2, 20 All-Time Greats of the 50s, only £1.99. Available at Boots, Woolworths, WH Smith, Co-ops, and most department stores and record shops. And that's it for this week's edition of Cheap Show, a musical special that we hope you've enjoyed as much as we have. And we've had so much material, Paul, we haven't even got through it, so we'll have to do some revisit the the splatter yeah. section of the show again. My, we're we? going to have to me. We're going to have to force these vinyls back up our bottom. Razzle Meow. No, don't. I hate. I hate Bicky. I'm going to like them last time. I'm going to Bicky. I'm going to put a poison nibbler in my meters. Meow. <laughs> That's all Bicky does. Bicky needs He's to a go. Cat. I'm not. I'm not looking after Bicky anymore. Bicky's. Bicky's. Get his name right. For Mr. Biscuits. Jimmy yeah, Biscuits, Jimmy Biscuits cat. cat. Yeah. Oi, where's my cat? Oh, he is. Come over here, little fella. Meow, I love you, Jimmy Biscuits. Yeah. And I love you too. It's sweet Bis- to see you bitches. two getting on. Now, come next door. I've got some nibblets for ya. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Right, that's them done. All do right. you want to do any characters? No. Right, good. That was Cheap Show. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to support us on Patreon, go to patreon.com forward slash Cheap Show. Anything from a dollar to 30, whatever you fancy, it's up to you. But we'll give you magazines and extra podcasts and little videos and, and, and magazines and all sorts of fun stuff. Um, and uh, what what's the special, special one they get? Well, for special, if you give us 30, we will make a Cheap Show episode just for you. Not a full one, because that's ridiculous. But we'll give you like a 5, 10, maybe even 15-minute podcast, if you're lucky. Um. Shall I throw it out? No. No, you don't need to throw it out for a My podcast. My man in the boat. No. 
no, no. Imagine your my man in a boat had one hair coming out it. No. Oh, God, imagine, you, imagine my man in the boat. You you got it all tense by pulling on the hair, and then you twanged it. Dang, dang, dang. No, I get it. Right, twang. I'm twanging the hair on my man in the boat. God <laughs> almighty! I, I twanged the hair. I twanged the hair. Oh, you wanted a character. That's what character is this? Twangy boatman. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> what does he do? I. Uh, you slap his bald head until he makes happy thoughts. Yes. Twang. Right, good. Cool. Well, what a great new character it's that is. It's not great. No, it's not I, great. I think we have to stop the show, Paul. We are. Tr- I'm trying to. <laughs> I'm literally trying to stop the show right now. So, if you want to email us anything, thecheapshow at gmail.com. Oh, We're on social media, at thecheapshowpod. I'm at Paul Gannon Show. Eli is... Eli Snoid, E-L-I-S-N-O-D-I-O-D-I-Z. Can I just say... Yeah. It was only because I had eaten something that I needed a poo and I had to vomit at the same time. It's not normally what happens. Except me. that's happened twice now. Twice over about 15 years. I haven't done that once that's in 40. Well. What do you mean, well? You've got a... You've got You've a, got nothing. You've got nothing to come back with and you're a dirty, naughty you've boy. You've got a lock. Sh- what you've sh- got what... Sh- you've sh- got sh- what's known sh- in sh- the sh- business sh- as... Lock arse. Sh- lock arse. Shut up. Right. You've got metal lock arse. We are also You've got clanger ass. We're also You've on got locked manta sass. Tumblr. <laughs> Facebook. Tumblr. What's Tumblr good for? Instagram. Huh. Absolutely nothing. Look for Cheap Show Pod on all of those platforms. And I think that's it. Yes? Can I just say I No. You have said enough. I and even said... that wasn't enough. It wasn't enough. <laughs> it wasn't enough. So I've been you... so bad today, Paul, on the podcast. I'm sorry. You've not. You've been all right. We wanted to make this one a bit more of a chatty one than just a rude one. And I think listening back, there were no rude moments in this podcast at all. Okay. I don't. Th- I think we did very well today. All right. Thank you. I didn't even use the C word. I know. I know. And I'd like you to keep it that way. You fat cunt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, poor. Yeah. Very poor. All right. Anyway, we're hot and sweaty. Let's... Uh... Let's, Let's wrap this up and I'll see you next week, everybody. Care, Thanks. Bye. Bye.